final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Number two, Gonzaga winning tonight at the Marriott Center over BYU 90. 57 is the final score. A BYU-Gonzaga game was being played in Provo tonight, earlier today in Spokane at the Kennel. Same two athletic programs, just on the women's side, were doing battle. BYU looking to bounce back after its loss Thursday night at Portland. They found themselves down 15 points at the break, but the Cougars rallied in the second half 22 points for Paisley Harding as the Cougars come all the way back and win by 12. 62-50 is the final score. Congratulations to Jeff Judkins and the BYU women's basketball team right back in control of the WCC. The news not so good for BYU men's volleyball. They were hosting Ball State, part of a two-match uh, series here at the uh, Smith Fieldhouse. Cougars winning in five sets last night. BYU actually took the first set against Ball State 25-23, but then would lose three in a row. Ball State wins in four sets, three sets to one. Other local action tonight in college basketball. Utah losing at home to Oregon 80-77 to at the Huntsman Center. Utah State continues its nice run. They win at home in Logan over UNLV 90 90- to 75 is the final score. Weber State falls at home to Montana State, 78-57. UVU gets the road win by three at Sam Houston. Final score, 57-54 in favor of the Wolverines. Dixie State drops one at Stephen F. Austin, 81-52. And Southern Utah gets the win by 12 over Eastern Washington in Cedar City, 84-72. The final score in favor of the T-Birds. Let's check in. On the West Coast Conference, everything is a final. Pepperdine winning at home over the Pacific Tigers, 70-64. to San Francisco continues its good week, beating BYU on Thursday. They go to Portland tonight, get the win by 3, 74-71. Santa Clara continues to play well. They go to San Diego and beat the Toreros, 79-66. to And the game we were following all night long, St. Mary's at home, Hosting LMU in Moraga, Gales getting the win by 11, 71-60 in favor of St. Mary's. We will take a break. When we come back, we will uh, update you on top 25 scores, including one game that has gone to overtime. We'll update you on that one when we return. BYU falls at home to number two Gonzaga, 90-57. We will have more Cougar Post Game Live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Gonzaga 90, BYU 57. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. 
Big O Tires, the team you trust. I mentioned one game in top 25 college hoops has gone to overtime. It may be on its way to double overtime. Arizona State hosting third-ranked UCLA. There's 28 seconds to go in overtime, and they are all tied up at 70 apiece. We'll uh, check back to see if it does indeed go to double overtime. Other finals now. Number one, Auburn winning at Georgia, 74-72. Fifth-ranked Kentucky defeats Alabama, 66-55. Number seven, Arizona on top of 19th-ranked USC, 72-63 in favor of the Wildcats. A blowout win for the 10th-ranked Jayhawks at home over Baylor, 83-59. Duke winning at North Carolina, 87 to 67, 11th-ranked Wisconsin on top of Penn State, 51 to 49. Number 14, Texas Tech getting the road win at West Virginia, 60 to 53. 18th-ranked Illinois beating the Hoosiers on the road, 74-57. Texas defeating Iowa State, 63-41. Tennessee getting the road win at South Carolina, 81 to 57. And Vanderbilt takes down number 25 LSU, 75. 266. Let's quickly scroll up, see if uh, there has been any change to the game. Nothing is showing as a change, at least uh, on ESPN scoreboard. Still showing 70 to 70 between Arizona State and UCLA with 28 seconds to go. Let's just quickly refresh. See if anything changes with a refresh. Nope, still staying at 70 apiece. So we will uh, wrap things up, see if uh, maybe Greg and, uh, and Mark can update you on that one. Or you know what? You can always look on your phone and check it out and see who won the game. That's going to do it. Wrapping up Cougar Post Game Live after the break. We'll get you back to the Marriott Center, the Cougar Room Locker Room Show, coming your way next. Cougars fall to number two Gonzaga, 90-57 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Barcelo, angle left. Barcelo, elbow Game. jumper. Got it! The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Now let's head back to the Bilt Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU falls to Gonzaga tonight by a score of 90-57. to The number two team in the country has won 12 consecutive games and 10 consecutive true away games. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show brought to you in part by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment. Brady Industries, honestly better. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. Thursday night, uh, one of the problems in the loss to San Francisco was the fact that Dons took so many more field goal attempts than BYU. On this night, among the unusual numbers in a game you lose by 33, is the fact that BYU actually took 10 more shots than Gonzaga tonight, yet made 11 fewer from the field. Wasn't the cleanest night for Gonzaga. They turned it over 14 times, so BYU got some extra looks. BYU also out-offensive rebounded Gonzaga by a margin of 10 to 4. But those 10 offensive rebounds turned into only 8 second-chance points, and you want to be at least 1 to 1 in second-chance points and offensive rebounds. That's exactly what Gonzaga was. They had four second-chance points on four offensive rebounds. Gonzaga was, uh, well, Gonzaga was what it is against everybody. They did tonight uh, close to or above average numbers in almost every possible way. And BYU Mark's trying to find its way. Uh, Things are getting uh, just this side of... uh, uh, desperate relative to postseason hopes and staying in brackets and those kinds of things as BYU's lost four in a row at kind of the wrong time of the year. So these next five games, three of which are on the road, 
may ultimately determine if BYU plays basketball uh, into the NCAA tournament or not. Uh, you go to Vegas, and not that you concede the tournament to Gonzaga, but you, in, in, until in, there's you know, evidence pointing to the contrary, I think you, you kind of do, right? Them, yeah. So you're not going to you're not going to get in that way. Uh, so you have to get in on your body of work, which until a couple of weeks ago, Mark was pretty impressive. But uh, that, that loss at Santa Clara just kind of took BYU off balance, and they have not regained their footing since. I wake up uh, sweating seeing that long pass against Santa Clara, full-court pass that goes harmlessly out of bounds. And, uh, yeah, that seemed to just kind of trigger some things, and there were some things, you know, just kind of under the surface that you could feel, but BYU had done a good job of kind of pushing them down. It's an offensively challenged team in a lot of respects, and coming into this game losing Tijon, you're not going to win the game, clearly, but you lose your second leading scorer, a guy that knows how to navigate the defense and get in the paint score. You could see BYU early was trying uh, to get stuff at the rim, but Chet Holmgren was just swatting everything, nine to nothing with blocks, and that kind of took away the confidence inside, so you had to rely on the three, and it just wasn't going. Alex, one for seven. Uh, Knight, uh, just uh, one for seven as well. Excuse me. Yeah, one for seven, so... Uh, Gideon was the kind of the bright spot. He played well, which was good to see. He didn't play particularly well the other night against San Francisco, and he'll be important going forward. But, yeah, I mean, BYU was not going to win this game. Gonzaga is that good. I mean, some years BYU's had a chance. I don't know that this was a chance year for BYU given the two teams, but I certainly expected a little bit better, and I think this team is good defensively, and that's where I'm most disappointed was the defensive effort that they put up. Gonzaga's going to do some things to you, but you could, you, they could have done a better job defensively. Not only did all of Gonzaga's starters score in double figures, they were all 50% or better from the field. And BYU uh, got two starters in double figures, but the only guy to make 50% of his shots was Gideon George at 4 of 7. Foose was 3 of 7. AB was 4 of 14. Nell was 2 of 8. Seneca was 3 for 15. And off the bench, you had a 2-for-7 and a 1-for-7, and it was that kind of night for BYU. Zags win at 90-57. to 90-57 to is our final. We'll come back. More from courtside as we continue on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. Cougar Locker Room Show is back on the air, brought to you by Maersk, an integrated container logistics company and member of the AP Moeller Group, connecting and simplifying trade to help our customers grow and thrive. With a dedicated team of over 80,000 operating in 130 countries, we go all the way to enable global trade for a growing world. Learn more at Maersk.com. Number two, Gonzaga is a winner over BYU. 90-57 to is our final score. Chet Holmgren coming off a career-high 23 points Thursday at San Diego's has a career-high 17 rebounds in this one to go along with 20 points and six assists and five blocked shots. His plus-minus tonight was 43. <laughs> Andrew Nemhard at a plus 44 in a, game, in a game you win by 33. That's how good the, those two in particular were tonight. You've also got Strother with a with a plus 38. And so uh, those are the kind of numbers Gonzaga can throw on you. Uh, that's a whole year plus numbers that I would be happy with. One game, that's really – listen, as bad as it was to watch BYU play, I mean, it was, it's fun to watch guys because I think three of those guys will probably be NBA guys. The rest are kind of G League and will have professional careers and – 
so it's about as close to an NBA team as you're going to play in college, and they they are really good. They do what they do really well. Those two inside guys together, Timmy, who is just spectacular in the post moves, and then at home you're to that. That is a lethal combination. We're happy to spend a minute or two with uh, Trey Stewart popping on the headset here uh, courtside. Uh, Trey played three minutes in uh, tonight's game, and uh, as Gonzaga wins a fifth consecutive game over BYU. First up, Trey, thank you for taking a minute coming on out and, and chatting a bit about this one. Uh, you know, you you were part of it. You, you got to see it from both perspectives tonight, um, floor and with the team. Uh, what do you kind of think about when you see uh, Gonzaga do what it did tonight to BYU? It's rough, man. You never want to get blown out in your own home. So, you know, we have a lot of reflection to do, a lot of rethinking, and we just got to work. We just got to get better. Not that uh, not that you didn't have a shot, but when you lose Tijon Lucas, that's a big blow to a team. It's your second-leading scorer, your leading assist yeah, guy. Sure. That, that's a blow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was big time because he's a leader on our court, and he's done amazing all season, very efficient player, and not having him definitely hurt. But, you know, you got to win with what you got, and tonight we didn't do that, so... Trey, man, I love seeing you out there. You know I love your mom and your dad, and uh, I'm related to your mom. I just think the world of them and of you. I love seeing you out Thank there. You, and I think you've got a great future ahead of you. And you, uh, I'm curious of just your assessment. You've played, you practice with these guys, you're playing with these guys, you're getting minutes. What's your assessment? I know it's a difficult time for the team, but what's your assessment of this team? And the prospect now we're looking forward. How do you think this team's going to respond? I think we just we have so much potential, and we've won in the past. We've done we're a really good team. Like the talent we have is ridiculous. We have all the pieces that we need. Um, it's just interesting right now. That we're just going through a little you know little growing pains. You know you go through these little putbacks. Um, we talked a lot because like UCLA last year they lost four straight, and then we know how far they made in the NCAA tournament. So we just got to write our own story because. You know, once we if we quit, then it's over. If we quit, then our story ends. But we just gotta, we can't quit. Well, BYU did get the Gonzaga split today. Uh, the women uh, came back from down 15 at halftime to win in Spokane. Your dad right. is an assistant on, yeah. on the women's staff, and what a comeback for the women! Great win for BYU in Spokane. The other way, I know you're proud of what that team is doing. Oh yeah, for sure. They just oh, it's crazy. They go on the court and they just dominate, and even they respond very well. Like tonight where they were down they weren't doing so hot and then they just came out that next half and just killed them so i was really proud of them and i know my dad will be happy tonight absolutely now you guys hit the road uh you're off to la uh during super bowl week yeah you, you guys aren't there to enjoy the festivities though no, we, <laughs> will, we will not be partying anytime <laughs> soon we got yeah. some business to handle you're there to win a couple games you got lau uh, lmu on thursday uh, pepperdine on saturday and you know you're going to go you're going to take each opponent as it comes but i look at this stretch run of five games and you know, from where BYU was to where BYU hopes to be relative to the postseason, these are massive games for BYU to hopefully, as you said, get on a bit of a roll here and and get back to where you want to be. Yeah, these games are huge. We we got to win. We got to respond. So, yeah, we're going to come motivated. So we're ready for it. Well, you know, these setbacks that you take, um, you know, Coach Pope talks about the struggle and, and turning frustration into fight. He says it's beautiful when you can come out the other side with the result you want, and that's what we hope for you mm-hmm. and the boys. Tough one tonight, certainly. Uh, let's do credit Gonzaga. That's a heck of a team. Great there's, team. there's some tremendous Great players. Great team, man. Shout out to them, but, yeah. You're out there to beat them, not to admire them, but they <laughs> yeah. do. But they do play. We don't at, admire uh, them, but they st- have had a great program for years and yeah. years, and yeah, they got something special going on. All right, Trey, thank you. Appreciate your time. Hey, no Thanks, problem. Sir. Thank All you. Right, for that's me. Trey Stewart. Appreciate him coming on out. We'll come back and hear from head coach Mark Pope as we continue on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. Also by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, it is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Mark Pope will be joining us as soon as he concludes with his postgame press conference with the other assembled media. Let's get to our Economics Partners valuable stat of the game brought to you by Economics Partners. BYU's accounting program is nationally ranked, so it's no surprise one of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. Dot com. All right, uh, Mark, you, you identified uh, the assist number as one BYU had to focus on to see what uh, you know they could do relative to Gonzaga's distribution, and you thought 15 to 17 assists is in the ballpark to keeping Gonzaga where you needed it to be, and it was a 20-assist night, 20 assists on 32 makes uh, for the Zags tonight. Again, they come into this game, you know, one of the most efficient teams in all college basketball, and they showed why in many ways tonight that assist number 20 or more is a great number for any team. Yeah, six of the last eight games they've had 20-plus uh, uh, assists. And, uh, I mean, 20 is not, not the worst thing in the world. But what it shows you, Greg, is that their offense is clicking and that they're doing everything right. And and they've got the defense on the hills and you're having to, to help. And then they just pass it for an easy layup. I mean, it's like a layup drill at times for them and that. So if, if you're forcing them to kind of do one-on-one stuff, that's better for you. But, uh, you know, it would have taken about two assists for BYU tonight. But that that was a big – I mean, that's a big part of what Gonzaga does. Yeah, they're, they're a nearly top 50 team in assist rate that is assist per field goals made, and they were uh, better than that tonight. So their average is 57% of, of, uh, of field goals are assisted. And uh, tonight they go uh, 20 for 32 – in the vicinity, uh, 63%, so a little better than normal assist rate uh, for Gonzaga tonight. But uh, the overall efficiency numbers are off the charts. Second nationally in Ken Palm offensive efficiency. First nationally in effective field goal percentage. Uh, first nationally in two-point percentage uh, with Timmy and Holmgren down low. How can you not be good down there? And they were excellent there tonight. Uh, Holmgren, as we noted, uh, kind of a, a career high or a career night again, and he racks these numbers up. 20 points, 17 rebounds, 17 rebounds, new career high. The six assists, the five block shots. Drew Timmy uh, had 30 against BYU in Spokane, held a 13 tonight, but on six of 10 shooting, so he's efficient there. Uh, 13 points, five rebounds, three assists, and that was Timmy's night, and he was at a plus 22 in, in 26 minutes of play. Uh, Gonzaga is, again, you're not here uh, to admire them. You're here to beat them if you're BYU, but you do have to, as an observer, uh, admire the style of play that is fast and efficient and very productive. They didn't get to their conference per game average of 100.7 points per game, which is crazy to think about, but they were very near their season average of 90.9 points per game as they go for 90 tonight at BYU and win it by a score of 90 to 57. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you. We'll continue from courtside after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Well, till a couple of weeks ago, in the Mark Pope era, BYU didn't, had not lost even back-to-back regular season games. And now a couple weeks later, BYU's lost back-to-back to back-to-back regular season games. It is a four-game losing streak. And in the last 24 seasons of BYU basketball, it's only the fourth losing streak of at least four games. I say at least four. There were two of four, one of five, and this one now of four. So the last 24 seasons, no losing streak longer than five. And BYU's sitting at four, and even those are rare. And that's where BYU is, Mark, as the Cougars now go to take on LMU and Pepperdine in back-to-back games this weekend. LMU went to Moraga tonight, gave the Gales a game, lost by 11, 71-60. So LMU uh, falls on the road, and Pepperdine picked up a win, its first league win, beating Pacific. They played each other twice this week. They split the home-and-home. Waves beat the Tigers 70-64, to and the Cougars have to... You know, you could you could argue they have to sweep their final five games, but uh, with St. Mary's in the middle of those, that's not you know a likely probability. And so you you shoot for maybe four or five, uh, do your best in Moraga, and and hope something you know spectacular happens there. And, and four or five gets you to 21 wins. You go to Vegas, and I kind of had 23 as the number. I kind of had 23 as the win number in mind to feel good about the NCAA tournament. And that would mean uh, winning four at least four if you don't get St. Mary's and winning two in Vegas, which might put you in the championship game uh, down there to get yourself back to where you need to be. But Seth Davis, as he wrote today uh, in The Athletic about his picks for, for the games tonight, he said BYU is in danger of playing itself out of the NCAA tournament, and that's where the Cougars are right now. They were in great shape, but you lose four in a row into February uh, with, with a Q4 as one of those games, that's that's the danger zone for BYU right now is they were in a good spot, but things can turn quickly. And uh, that's why, you know, winning five, if not imperative, might be what the Cougars need to get back to the right side. And you'd think, well, LMU and Pepperdine, this is the the bottom dwellers of the league. Listen, those guys are chomping at the bit to get BYU. You think they're scared of BYU at all right now? Not at all. They think they're going to beat BYU when they come. So these guys – they're going to have a real challenge to get those four. Not forget St. Mary's. I mean, St. Mary's was the one game where you actually played pretty well and and handled the team. So maybe yeah. BYU could have some confidence going to St. Mary's. But right right now, the LMU and Pepperdine are thinking, yeah, bring it in. There's some bunch. There's a pack of hyenas waiting for the injured wildebeest. I mean, they're like, I, I can, I can, we can get these guys. And so you better do some things. And I and I. You know, you mentioned the four losses, how rare that is. I mean, this was a team that was, seven, what, 17-4, and four, and that was really rare. I mean, and then this is the team that to dropped that. That's pretty interesting to me. But, uh, you know, I again, I it, it's hard for me to too, be too positive when you get drilled like tonight in the, the last two weeks. But, man, if this team could just kind of figure a little something out and get a little confidence going, they can get five in a row, and they can – Maybe get to that Saturday game and get a win, and and then they're right at the number that you said, and and would get them in the tournament. So it's still there for them, but it's just hard to see that right now with the way it's gone recently. Yeah, you talk about the we talk about the trends and the the back-to-back regular season losses thing hadn't happened. What also hadn't happened was no Q3 and no Q4 losses in the Mark Pope era. They got the Q4 loss at at, at Pacific, and so you know once that's happened, uh, again Pepperdine and LMU figure well, if they can lose in Stockton, they can lose in Los Angeles. Pepperdine just beat Pacific. Uh, Pepperdine beat, just beat Pacific. Pacific beat BYU. So why not? BYU, as I noted, has seen its uh, point totals go down in now six straight games. 
from 79 to 78 to 76 to 73 to 59 to 57. They look to put a reverse to that trend Thursday at Loyola Marymount. The final score tonight was Gonzaga 90 and BYU 57. We didn't belabor the point during the game, mentioned it a couple of times, but when you come into the contest against the number two team in the country, you'd like to be full speed. And BYU is missing its second leading scorer and leading distributor in Tijon Lucas. The hope, Mark, is that you get him for these games in L.A. Either way, Tijon will be coming off of inactivity. He, he grinded through the Thursday game wasn't available to get ready for the Saturday game, and he has to kind of get back to a position where he can contribute and and be more or less himself for two really important games this next weekend. He wouldn't have helped BYU win this game, but he would have he would have helped BYU in this game. He's a leader. Uh, he's a scorer, which they desperately need. Uh, he's a distributor, uh, especially to the big men. I think they're a little bit lost without him kind of finding them in the right spots. Uh, and so... <laughs> Maybe if you're a BYU fan, give a little prayer to the, of the health of Tijan. Not that basketball is the most important thing in the world, but this team needs Tijan these last five games. And, uh, you know, when they're just scrambling to find any kind of consistency in scoring, he's a guy that can bring a lot of that to you and settle you down. And uh, he will be critically important going forward for BYU. Until Thursday, Gideon George had been coming off the bench. After starting the first six games of the year, he'd been a bench player until then. And Gideon scored 14 to lead BYU tonight. Seneca Knight hadn't started a game in a couple of months. He got the start tonight. He scored 13. So the two players in double figures tonight were guys who weren't starting until Thursday and Saturday tonight in George and Seneca. Uh, no Tijon Lucas. A.B. was held to a rare single-figure scoring day at nine points to go along with five assists. Those five assists led BYU. Chet Holmgren's six assists led all teams. BYU's leading rebounder was Caleb Lohner on a tough shooting night, one for seven, 0 for three from deep. He grabbed nine rebounds to lead the Cougs. Leading rebounder for the game was Chet Holmgren with those career-high 17 rebounds. Another word about Holmgren before we break, Mark. You, you said that earlier in the year you weren't maybe totally convinced you weren't maybe totally convinced on uh, on his prospects or his ability, but uh, you've seen enough, and certainly we did here tonight, to know that's a special, special player. Well, maybe that wasn't fair. I mean, he was playing against some good teams early that I was watching, and he seemed to get pushed around a little bit and wasn't hitting the three-point as consistently as he is now. But now he's just – he is in the motion. He's figured it out. He's learned, learned how to play at a collegiate level and learned how to dominate at a collegiate level. He's a, a shot blocker. He can hit anywhere on the floor. He can put it on the floor, which is rare for a seven-footer. I mean, he has got all the tools, and he was really, really good tonight. We'll get better and better. Like I said, he's got a young body. He'll grow into that a little bit. He's going to be uh, playing uh, on TV for uh, you know a long time. He, he's a terrific, terrific player. Uh, I feel stupid for even doubting him because he is a really, really good player. There have been nights, and especially earlier, where Holmgren occupied what might have been the complimentary role to Drew Timmy, and now there are nights where Drew Timmy occupies the complimentary role to Chet Holmgren tonight, maybe being one of those nights. Timmy goes for 13-11 coming after halftime, 13-5 and three assists for Drew Timmy, but uh, it, it's it's not the it's it's a luxury, it's a luxury of riches uh, for Gonzaga. They can kind of go to whom they want when they want to get what they want on this team. I, th- I think that I think they really do that uh, because they're up. 30 in every game, and I think Coach Few says he sees halftime. Timmy only has a couple buckets. Let's let's go get him a bunch of touches early, and he's up where he needs to be. And I think that's actually pretty smart for a coach to make sure he's managing all those great players, and they're getting their numbers that they can exhibit to the world, and people can see it. And it's you know it's not a one superstar. You got 
five double-figure guys there. That, that's pretty impressive just to manage your wealth of riches at times and not, uh, you know, making sure everybody gets the right touches and scores and, and the things they need to do to, because they're there not only win a national championship, but they're looking at their future in the NBA, and, and it's important to get the guys the exposure in the right numbers uh, every game. There were a ton of NBA scouts in the building tonight, and pretty much every Gonzaga player they came to see showed them what they've been showing everybody else in the West Coast Conference and the nation. Yeah, it, it, there seems to be, Greg, you know, BYU had won a game here a couple years ago. They played Gonzaga great in that championship game last year, but the trajectories are a little bit – I mean, this Gonzaga team is just getting even better if you can imagine it. And I'm not joking when I think Nemhard, Timmy, and Holmgren are NBA players. And the other guys – maybe could make an NBA team, will be professional players somewhere. That, that's pretty impressive to have that many guys on one team, and Gonzaga's got it. I think this is the year they – I think they'll probably win a national championship. They, this be the, and, again, it, it doesn't – as much as I love basketball, I love watching it, it, it eats me up because I, I don't – I you know, I don't want a team coming in here and beating my team by 33 on my home court. I mean, that, that hurts me as a former player – it, it offends my pride a little bit. I don't care who it is. And uh, I thought BYU could have put up a little bit better effort tonight, especially defensively, so that's disappointing for me. It's not disappointing losing per se, but it's disappointing kind of the way it happened. Uh, Gonzaga is Ken Pomeroy's number one team nationally. He also keeps a Ken Palm Player of the Year uh, tracker, and two of his top five picks right now play for the team that came yeah. in and put 90 on BYU tonight. Those are Holmgren and Timmy. BYU head coach Mark Pope has popped on the headset here courtside. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar postgame coaches show. Uh, coach Pope, it was going to be tough anyway, but uh, you know, no Tijon uh, puts you behind the eight ball a little bit. How do you believe your guys tried to do what, you, what, what the game plan asked of them tonight? Well, I, I think their commitment coming in the game was good, and I think their energy, they had some freshness coming in the game, and then I think our ability to, to, to um, you know, our ability to, um, to to achieve our goals in this game, you know, we just weren't able to do it. Um, we, um, you know, we give up 16 points in the first half, really in the first 10 minutes in transition, and then that was just problematic. Uh, it would have been, you know, it probably would have continued to be a problem for us throughout the game had the Zags continued to try and push it. And it was it was self-inflicted wounds, and that's um, that's disappointing. It's something that we, we, you know, we need to address. Um, we, you know, like it's interesting conversation right now about first three steps and sprinting back and, and actually applying that to what that really, really means in a game. And, um, and so, you know, that was our number one uh, priority uh, over the last 48 hours. And, and clearly we, we, we didn't do a great job um, instilling that in our guys. And then, um, you know, it's, you know, we knew coming in, I mean, they're just shooting, you know, different than when we played them in the first time. They're shooting it so well from the perimeter. Uh, you know, he seven, four, seven one, you know, four man is shooting 65% from the three-point line. And, and uh, every, you know, basically everybody in the starting lineup is over 40%. And, you know, we gave up uh, three early threes in transition that were frustrating. They ended up being four for nine in the first half. And so we didn't manage that really well. And then, and then you know, equally as concerning was we were really uh, – um, we were really stagnant on the offensive end. Now, a lot of that credit goes to goes to these Zags. This um, this combination they have going right now with 
with uh, Chet in the middle being such an influencer at the rim, right? He just makes things really hard at the rim. And and to, to their credit, their their uh, other four guys have got way more um, way more disruptive on the perimeter. They just feel safety behind them. Like they just feel like, you know, so they, they're able to take more chances and be more aggressive. And we weren't able to respond to that really well. So, uh, you know, I, I, clearly, I mean, you know, we, we – we, you know, we we just got blown out here, and, and uh, we weren't able to achieve a lot of things that we set out to do. Well, there still are some great things to achieve. you got uh, these next three weeks are even more critical now. And I just wonder, you know, you, you've got – you've had some tough – a tough two-week stretch. How much do you kind of focus on things that you, you do wrong and need to correct? Or, or is the right approach – maybe it's a mix, but the right approach to just kind of be more – to be positive with the guys and – and just try and get them their minds in a positive direction. You're a positive guy. I know you do that. But, uh, I mean, how do you balance uh, what's gone on and, and just keeping your guys in the right state of mind? Yeah, that's the number one most important thing. You know, if, if, if I had to choose between having any practice time over the next four days and, and or, or just, you know, helping our belief and helping our trust, uh, I would take the belief and trust and, 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 and turn down the practice time. Um, you know, that's, that's mission number one. Um, you know, this is a little bit, this is new territory for us. I mean, it's, it's not new territory in basketball. It's just new territory for us. You know, my staff has never been here. Uh, our players have never been here. And, um, you know, and, and so, you know, this is another moment, you know, we've done this really three major times this season already, but this is another moment where there's got to be a, a reinvention of this team. Um, and and um, it doesn't mean that this team isn't doing good things. Like we have things that we're doing well, but we have to reinvent this where, you know, we can reignite our belief. You know, I thought um, part of the reason we were stagnant offensively is we just, you know, it was different. It was weird. You know, Tijon is certainly a catalyst for us and a ball mover, and, and we don't have a lot of those guys. I thought Seneca did a nice job trying to fill in a little bit there. But um, you could tell that there were moments where, where our faith was being challenged, our belief was being challenged, and, and we didn't respond great. And, and, and that's, that is not surprising. That's expected. When when you hit a tough patch like we have, and and um, so rehabilitating that is is priority number one, and we talked about it in the locker room after. You know, the most important thing these guys can do is is t- turn off the phone and turn off the TV and only listen to the voices that are being uttered in this locker room. Like that that is that is such a priority right now because everything they're going to get outside is going to be poisonous to them. And, and, um, so that's step one. And then, and then, you know, we'll, these guys will, uh, of course, you know, uh, be off tomorrow and then we're going to meet at eight o'clock, um, Monday morning as a team and, and start this process of trying reinvention again. And, and that's not, um, that's not a, the, the reinvention that you do throughout the season is actually really exciting. It's really thrilling. And um, we have a chance and a necessity to do it again, probably better than we have all season. And so we'll see if we can do it. Okay, a couple closing thoughts with Coach Mark Pope coming up after this short break. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. We're back courtside with the coach next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Zags win it to 90-57 to tonight. Uh, BYU went with a different starting group due to the absence of Tijon Lucas. And and it's not entirely coincidental, uh, Coach Pope, that the, the two teams that beat you in your building this weekend both have used only one lineup all year. And teams that are, are playing well and, and that they can afford to have that, it, it, it's a big part of their success. And you've been kind of having to, by necessity, tinker a bit to find the right combinations as you've gone through this season. Yeah, it's a challenge you face every season. And, and you know, good teams find a way to win uh, even when things are changing. And, and uh, you know, we haven't done that in the last two weeks. We, we have done it uh, through the vast majority of the season, minus those two weeks. And, and um, you know, we need to find some answers now. Like, that's, you know, that's our challenge is, is um, you know, it's um, – it's it's what makes the fun the season fun. It's you know you you don't tap out because you lose somebody or lose some guys or you lose whatever. You 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 find ways to find workarounds. We haven't done that well the last couple of weeks, but we will. Tijon, game to game, week to week. How do you kind of view his his availability moving forward? I'm not sure. Um, you know he it was uh, you know super unfortunate. You know he he took that hit uh, early early in that San Francisco game, and then and then you know I, I it actually should have dawned on me. Um, you know, he shot two free throws 30 seconds later and basically airballed both of them and then went over from the line the rest of the night. Credit to him that he um, that he was functional at all, you know, for the next 38 minutes of that game. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does uh, each day, and, and we're hoping he gets back soon. We'll just see. In the meantime, you know, we'll, we'll find answers. But Gideon was really good tonight. 14 points, 4 7, 3 of 5 from 3. It seems to me that, you know, with t- what teams are doing to Alex, that he might be a guy that can punish teams for for what they do. It frees him up for, for shots, and he's also able to get to the rim. Is that a- an accurate assessment of what needs to happen when teams do what they're trying to do to Alex? Yeah, getting is, you know, he's, he's purchasing a little bit of space on the floor for us, or, or when teams don't, you know, he's, he's able to, you know, he's able to, uh, you know, make some shots for us right now. Um, you know he's he's uh you know we need him to you know be more aggressive on the glass is a really important part for him but he's he's got more feel for that at the 3 than the 4 it's just we have to have him at the 4 right now which is you know all of that is just you know we're just trying to we're just trying to find better answers but i thought he was uh gave a, a great effort tonight can you foresee uh, these weeks to come being uh, restorative and and maybe part of a story that you'll enjoy telling at some point? One hundred percent. I mean, this is how you do it. Like, you know, we. Um, I think uh, I think it was uh, Elder Holland that said, "When you're going through hell, don't stop. Like, keep going, <laughs> right?" And um, and and you know. The greatest stories come from the most frustrating and trying and challenging and questioning times. And and, uh, for us basketball-wise, this has been a unique, uh, really tough, um, really, really challenging for a hundred different reasons. Two weeks, and and we get to we get to see what we're made of right now, and and see if we can respond. And it's not going to be easy. I mean, we, you know, we go on the road for the next three games. It's not like it's not like we're, you know, it's 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 um it's a real challenge, and that's what you want. That's why you play. That's why you you're in athletics because you love challenges. Uh, you're not here to applaud the opponent necessarily yet. There has to be credit given to one of the finest collections of talent and style in college basketball today. Yeah, this team is really good. Uh, I think we talked. We talked. Uh, was it in media or here that I talked about uh, this Chet Holmgren? But 
he just is um, he's a generational player in terms of how unique he is. He's just unique. We haven't seen a body like his and a skill set like his and an ability. We just haven't. Like he's just he's super unique and you know he's answered this question. I think coming into college, every you know everyone kind of is like ah we'll be able to manage just by beating him up and he's like nope. You're not going to be able to beat me up. I'm not. I'm not going to lose a physical battle. And he's been, uh, you know, he's he's um, man on both sides of the ball. He's really, really special. And that's what you look like when you're, you know, for all of us dreaming about being the number one pick in the NBA draft. That's what you look like. You look like somebody who is somebody you've never seen before. And and he is, um, he's incredible. And then of course, as always, coach for you, man. I'm so. I just am. I'm just so. Um, it's humbling to watch him because he is so capable of assorting different pieces and then he just makes them work together so seamlessly and so beautifully um you know you think about losing Corey Kispert and bringing in uh you know Chet Holmgren and and just that by itself how um how different that dynamic is you know, with his front line and he's found a way to make it work seamlessly and it's um it's a real credit to that team and they're good you're 100 percent trying to win wcc championships what comes next comes next yet i want to maybe put it in the framework of what you've seen and will be seeing from gonzaga is a good representation of the kind of games you'll be needing to win in your next situation multiple times in the course of the year it's that kind of basketball isn't it yeah, it is, and um, it's it's um, you know we um, you know it's it gives you a good sense of, of where we need to go. Yeah. We need to get better, and and um, you know I need to get better, and we need to uh, grow our guys better, and and um, you know all that stuff is coming. But right now, right. we just got to right. find a way to to reinvent ourselves on Monday, and then have a great Tuesday and a Wednesday, and then win a game on Thursday. Like that's. You know, I can't even get to Thursday. I'm just trying to get to Monday, and 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 you know, we're we're uh, we're deep in it right now, and we, you know, we have we have faced some real challenges. We got to find a way to respond. Coach, thank you for the time tonight. We'll see you next week. Okay, guys. All right, that's Coach Mark Pope, and that is going to do it for tonight's BYU basketball broadcast. Gonzaga wins it by a score of 90 to 57. We thank our crew over at BYU Radio. Our broadcast intern was Jake Roper tonight. Our studio host, Jason Shepard. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our control board operators, Tanner Graff and Logan Gardner. Our engineers, Barry Squires and Sean Fay. And uh, Sean O'Neill helps things out on the managerial side. We appreciate BYU Basketball Communications Director Tyson Jex for his guidance and assistance. Thanks to Trey Stewart and Mark Pope for joining us post-game as well. And that leaves just the man to my left, my bosom buddy, my quarter-of-a-century broadcast partner, Mr. Mark Durant, to give us the final word tonight. I tell you what, I love doing this with you, Greg. Even even nights tonight, man, it's fun hanging out with you, talking about basketball and BYU, and it's just it's just the thrill. I hope you and I, like Coach Poe, I hope we're laughing about this one day because I'm, <laughs> it doesn't feel like laughing right now, but I hope I hope he's right. And uh, and I and I, listen, let let let's go. Let's let's just move on and. And the, there's still some good things that can happen. And uh, I think, again, I believe in the staff. I believe in these players. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right. For Mark Durant, my name is Greg Rubel. Thanking you for tuning in and saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah.